Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up and make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore. And with me always, I got some guests. First, we got Miami Flash PE. Say what's up to the people, Flash. What's up, everybody? Miami Flash, Miami Clutch PE on Twitter. Follow me. Follow you right back. And then following him, we got Mr. Jimmy Buckets. Not the real Jimmy Bucket, <laughs> but still a pleasure to have on the pod. Say what's up to the people, Jimmy. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's Jimmy Buckets here. Follow me on Twitter, Jimmy Buckets with four Zs. I'll definitely follow you back. Up-to-date info on the Heat and a lot of other South Florida sports. And then last but not least, we got our female correspondent, Miss Angelina Martell. Say what's up, Angelina. What's going on, Heat vs. the World? It's Angelina Martell. You can follow me on Twitter at Angie Martell with two Es for all your latest Miami Heat updates. All right. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode so it's been a while since we actually shot our last pod. A lot has went on throughout the week. Um, it started off with a loss against the Hornets um, last weekend. And it was obviously led by none other than Mr. What was, what's his name? The dude who basically got slapped Malik across. Monk? Yeah, I, I know him as the dude. Who He's gone off both times we've played them too. And he averages like, what, like seven, six points a game? Bro, I remember. He drops thirty bombs on Miami. I don't know what's the deal, but he's he's their Terrence Ross. Yeah, I only (laughs) know him as the dude that got slapped across the head by Michael Jordan. But anyways, he was the dude (laughs) that went off against Miami. But then after that, moving forward, Miami did go on a three-game winning streak. So a lot to be happy about from there. And you know, last night, well. You know, I know five reasons, folks. Y'all probably listening to this a little later than that. But still, um, for us, when we recorded it last night, the Heat beat uh, Golden State. It was a fun game specifically because one player made his debut, and that's none other than Victor Oladipo. And I'm going to be real with y'all. After seeing all the photoshops and all that, watching this dude actually take the floor, it just felt unreal. It felt like I was actually watching a real-life photoshop thing. Like, it just feels so unreal watching everybody Photoshop him in the Heat, Vice jerseys and all that. And to watch him actually take the floor last night in the Vice jerseys, it just felt... It, it just felt didn't right. feel... Yeah, but at it the same right. time, it just didn't feel real to me. Because it's like, I feel like I'm looking at another Photoshop. But the long-awaited debut came, 
you know, it wasn't as loud as we wanted it to be. The dude only had six points, you know, as a result of foul trouble, you know. But I'm obviously expecting him to go off as time progresses. But how do you guys feel about last night? I know you guys probably got a lot of thoughts yourselves. So we'll start with you, Flash. How did you feel about Oladipo? I mean, it's everything we wanted. And to everything be honest... Everything you wanted, mainly. <laughs> <laughs> Every pod, I mean, I, we gotta get Oladipo, man. We gotta get. Oladipo. Uh, I've I've been behind the Oladipo train for the longest time, but I gotta give my credit to the one and only Chef Trilly, who started all of this with the Photoshop, Trilly, pushing boy. for Oladipo. So I got it. <laughs> and by the way, when the Oladipo trade went down, the same day Chef Trilly came back on Twitter. Shout out to him. Yeah, but, shout out Trilly. But anyways, Oladipo, we didn't see the scoring, but. He checked off a lot of the boxes that I was looking for. He shut down Steph Curry a lot of the Yo. time when he was guarding him. Uh, there was this one play in specific that you guys saw, I know, in the in the corner. And this man was just all over the place. If you saw the first four minutes of the game, the defensive segments were on point by the Heat. Every The switching was on point. Um, somebody else I got to give credit, credit to from yesterday before I keep going on Oladipo is Trevor Ariza. He's been playing really, really well. He's been improving game by game by game, and he deserves all all the recognition. He's a 35-year-old, and he's doing stuff to the likes of Steph Curry. So I really enjoyed his play. But back to Oladipo, right? He he wasn't a – like, people you see on Twitter, they do the little joke thing, ha-ha, he went two for eight, he's a scrub. Uh, <laughs> Houston won the trade, Kelly Oleg, da-da-da-da-da. Okay. Shut up. That's what I tell you guys <laughs> to, to those people. But <laughs> Deepo still had – he made plays when it mattered. He got that assist to Tyler Hero at the end. He was making plays. He was playing defense. That's what we needed right, right away. I think the offense is going to come once he gets a few practices under his belt. He said after the game, he said that he had he needed help from his teammates with a little mm-hmm. bit of the play calling. So it's, it's just the fact that he needs more practice. He got into foul trouble because he doesn't know exactly where to be on on defense. So he t- he tended to reach and swat instead of using his feet like he always does. So it's just a matter of being in practice. And after a couple of practices, I think he'll be fine. Trouble fouls will go down and the score is going to go all the way up. All right. What about you, um, Jimmy? Uh, I'm really, really happy. I mean, it's his first game. So we can't expect him to mess with the offense immediately. Uh, I liked how he fit in, though, as another primary ball handler besides Jimmy. I feel like he helps out a lot with our secondary ball handling uh, need that we had an ability to create plays and with the ball. Like, even if he's not the one scoring, him with the ball, it takes pressure off Jimmy. It lets Jimmy do what he does even better than I feel him with the ball sometimes is how he moves without the ball um, to the basket, screening, cutting, rolling, uh, helping out his teammates, get open shots, um, because Vic can hold the ball. And as far as on defense, wow. I mean, I, I've been a Victor Oladipo since Indiana. I've been following him for a long time. I'm a huge fan. I see a lot of similarities with Victor that I did with Wade, not to the extent, but a lot. He fits in our system perfect. And Spo coaching Wade for a time, Victor's going to be a seamless, just perfect fit for not only our for Spo to co- coach. And I was watching uh, Spo's post-game interview last night when they were asking him about uh, Oladipo and stuff and how if he had talked to any of his 
friends or anybody about him. And he had said he, he had spoke to Wade and that Wade and Oladipo have, have trained every offseason with Coach Crean extensively. And he loves players coached by Coach Crean uh, because he knows what he's getting, which is what we want. It's Miami Heat basketball. And defensively, he's just just amazing at the point of attack at the top. And just a, just a great asset to have. And he'll only get better. Uh, the only The only really – Great fit I saw, or the great play on offense that I saw last night was sorry was when he uh, had the alley with Bam, which was really awesome. But I saw him make some incredible passes, some incredible plays without the ball, and it's just going to be special. It's only going to continue to get better each game. Mm-hmm. What about you, Angelina? I'm just like every other Heath fan. I'm happy to see him debut with the W against a great team, you know, a war, um, a healthy Warriors team for the most part. And although he fouled out early so he couldn't get all the offensive points he would have liked to, his perimeter defense and his defense overall was something that helped us a lot in the game. You know, we were able to clamp down a lot of consistent shooters and a lot of good players and eventually be able to rebound the ball. That game, Oladipo actually had three rebounds, which all helped the defense the defense a lot and I feel like from here on he can help continue to grow for him and with this new environment and the new heat culture with the new players he's experiencing he's going to be able to play in a whole new like way of life basically from his past teams in Indiana and Houston I feel like he's going to gel well with our players and clearly he has a good history with some of our previous like coaching staffs and stuff like that since he spends his time here in his offseason and he's clearly training with them during his offseason. It's made that publicly known. So I feel like from here, it's just a stepping stool. And this is just the beginning for him. And I feel like he can grow a lot from these wins and the stats he's been putting up. And although, like I said, he fouled out a little early in the game. So I feel like in the future that he's going to get used to that. Like you said, I think he doesn't use his feet as much as he normally does or vice versa with something else. And I feel like... He's, I, I keep continuously repeating, but he's going to grow from here. He's going to learn from his mistakes, basically, and just grow to become an even better basketball player. And I genuinely believe he's going to play his best basketball in Miami. I mean, hey, Spo has a good history of doing that. He did it with LeBron. He did it with Jimmy. He did it with who else? I don't know. Those are the two main players I can think of. But He I did it with Goron and Bosch as well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Goron came from Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from the, Euro, um, the EuroLeague, so. He's going to improve a lot with the good coaching staff and the players. And I feel like it's an overall great environment for him. I'm Andy, glad he's been here. Andy wants to be here. He yeah, really exactly. wants he's, to yeah. be here. If he spends his time what? here, I, it's no coincidence. If we're, he flies we're, to into Florida, like. We're going to see his best basketball with the Miami Heat of his career. He's still I in his prime. So. And, yeah, 100%. And with, with how he fits in and him and Jimmy Bam and the rest of our team, he's going to play his absolute best basketball here of no his question. Mark my words. Uh, Hold me to that. Me as well, because I also think it's possible. So, And I mean, yesterday, keep in mind, his first game with the Heat, he goes on and takes one of the biggest tasks in um having a guard Steph Curry. I think that's important to bring up. You know, like, dude was putting clamps on him, and that was amazing to watch. I loved every second of it. Like, whenever I got to see him guarding Steph, like, it was fun to watch, you know. Right. So... I think things are only going to get better for him. You know, I I know he can stay healthy. So, you know, hopefully if God is willing, we can continue to see what he can do in the future as a healthy player. 
And, you know, let's see what's next for the dude, you know. And hopefully he let's stays see. healthy because he has a – didn't he have a 20 CL earlier? Or Yeah, he, think that he's had a lot of injury history in the past, but he also hasn't been with as good of trainers and medical staff as the uh, the, the Heat have. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, he's finally here in Miami where a lot of his people work at. So, you know, I'm – you know, I've always wanted Oladipo, and I'm glad he's here. So let's see what happens for the dudes. You know, we got this next game against the Cavs coming up. He's not going to be guarding Steph for that game. So let's see what he does in that one. My you know? God, I feel bad for Colin Sexton. <laughs> yeah, not only is Colin Sexton, no, you feel bad for Sex Land. You got to feel bad oh, for, for both all of Sex Land. Sex, all yeah. of Sex Land. <laughs> All the sex land, God, all of it. Feel bad for all, all them boys. Right. Sex land's about to be clamped. <laughs> so another thing that I want to hit on while we're at it. It's, you know, this whole team, like, for example, you got this man, Duncan Robinson. The dude has been bowling out lately. So, you know, let's talk about him real quick. Because I know one person who really wants to talk about Duncan Robinson is none other than the apologist himself. Last, how do you feel about D-Rob these past few games? Duncan's been going crazy lately, no? Like, dude, ever since a certain somebody said something about Mr. Duncan Robinson... He's pretty much snapped, right? He's been – I think he's scored 20-plus in three of the last four. So, I think he's he – took, he took it as motivation. He took it as motivation. He might have been listening to the Heat versus the World podcast one of these days, last few days and and heard Miss Angelina Martell say a few things. But – and then Duncan <laughs> just said, you know what? Let me prove her wrong. Bam, 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 bam. Three after three after three after three. And then he's expanding his game. He's been scoring twos. He's been cutting in a lot more lately. He's been playing a lot better defense than he's played in his whole career. He's been drawing charges. He has the most important thing out of all of this, he has not been a liability on defense, which is amazing. Not recently. Okay, Angie. He's been amazing on defense. <laughs> he's, he's improved been really in his good game. On defense to the point where they've confided in him to close out fourth quarters. He's been in the fourth quarter late a few times where he he wouldn't be on the defensive end in the fourth quarter in like two weeks ago. They wouldn't have trusted him with that. But he's played big minutes and he's made big shots when they matter. He's shooting ever since the trade deadline. I think he's shooting over 50% from three. And that's amazing. So I, I think Duncan, he snapped out of it. And now with the addition of Oladipo, I think that unlocks his game to a whole nother level where he can get a lot more open shots. So I think it's just it's, it's all the way up from here for Duncan, and he's going to get paid now. We pay him too. We pay we pay him. Hundred percent. Pay that. That's what I'd be pay saying. that man. Pay that man his money. Pay that man his money. 
He's, man, he, his game has improved so much. It's incredible. Uh, now that he's not floating around in trade rumors, I believe him and Hero, we'll get to Hero at a later point in the show, I'm sure, but him and Hero have both drastically improved since the trade deadline was over, and they know that they're not getting shipped. They're staying here. They're part of this team. Duncan probably knows that he's going to be here for a while because he fits our system perfect. And now he doesn't have any stress. He has no worries. I mean, we got to remember, Hero's only 21. Duncan's 26. They're still young dudes. I mean, in the NBA, too. With And they are only been in the league a few a couple years. So they, they're not um, used to stuff having their names float around, like, say, like an Ariza would or something like that. So it might affect them a little bit differently. Now that that's all cleared up, they're playing incredible. And Duncan's defense is just – one play last night that stood out to me was when he ran down the court and we went, oh, hit a nice, just a crazy contested three, and then came back down the court on D, and he he, t- he tied the ball up and got us a jump ball. Granted, we lost the jump ball, but his tenacity on defense, moving side to side, fitting with our zone, fitting with everything, he looks like he belongs now when he looked like he was lost before. So on defense, I can see a drastic improvement. And then also I love when they're trying to play the closeout uh, D on him on the perimeter, daring him to cut. And then he's he's faking out and then cutting and getting those perfect passes from Bam. And now we have an Oladipo. We have Jimmy. Those seam, seamless, just perfect laser passes. And he's finishing at the basket, which we hadn't seen that much before. He's being much more aggressive on offense, much more aggressive on defense. I like this Duncan Robinson. Sign me up. Before Flash bashes me anymore, I didn't say he was bad. I just said he's been underperforming. And I can agree, he's snapped out of that. And he's certainly proved the point for himself. He shot 45% from the three-point line these past three wins, these past three games. And like everyone else has said, don't give me that look. But <laughs> he's <laughs> Anyways, um, he's... He's his defense has gotten a lot better. We can all agree he was a liability a, a couple weeks ago, as someone else mentioned. And I feel like after the trade deadline and him knowing that he's not getting a trade package and knowing that he's here to stay, that lifted a lot of weight off of his chest. Because honestly, I believe that as his name was floating around in the trade rumors, I feel like he was trying to overperform on purpose and it just went south like completely. And I feel like that really like shook him up a little bit and that got him even more hate on the internet. But I know now, like I feel with all that weight lifted off his chest, knowing that he's not getting traded and knowing that he's here to stay and he's the way he's performing now, 2019, 2020 Duncan is back. Um, Eastern conference finals, Duncan is back, you know, not quite yet. It's only been a couple of games, but I feel like tomorrow's game and the next games to come, he's going to go off again and he's going to, He's getting better every game, really. He shoots more and scores more points every game. His three-point percentage is going up a lot more. From preseason, he shot, I think, like 38% from three. And then post or, yeah, post or after the trade deadline, he shot 50% from three. And so that obviously has a big role to play, like I said, like with all the stress on him and other players as well, like Olenek, um, Kendrick Nunn, Precious Achua. It hasn't just been Robinson. It's been a lot of other players, but Robinson has made the biggest comeback from it. So with all of this, it's just motivation. And he, him hearing all the things that is being said to him, because you have social media, you see what people say, you know what goes on. 
you know people are talking crap and a lot of people are also motivating you like come on you got this man i feel like he looks at the hate more than he looks at the compliment at the compliments because it just motivates him it makes him better it makes him want to compete more and from there he's just going to continue to better himself and prove everyone else wrong i went on a rant my bad but he blocked the living day yeah he did bro no you nailed that no good 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 point very good very good take very good take Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not only had, did D-Rob have a good game, but someone else I want to talk about Hero. that my eye, Yelitsa. Like, real quick. Oh. Belly! 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 Jelly Belly! Bojangles. Bojangles. <laughs> I, I think his nickname should be Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> that would Mr. Be so Bojangles. <laughs> Dude has been playing out of his like I, I'm not gonna say he has been playing out of his mind because he just had one good game, but yeah. dude, he was just so good. I like so much better than Kelly. I'm a Kelly hater. I'm a known Kelly hater. So much better to watch him bomb threes from and he and he bombs them from a little bit deeper he hit than a Kelly good one, does. I think from like semi, not not full half court, but like half half court. If that makes sense, yeah. like and. And his like best in the middle between came... the three-point line and the half-court, so. <laughs> that his, his best minute came right next to, to to Jimmy. And so Jimmy knows how to play with him, obviously, from, from Minnesota. So dude played a really good a really good game to to really get things going, I guess. He, he ran the break. He caught a fast-break ball from, uh, I think it was Tyler and Duncan, and he made a reverse layup. And then he just bombed away from three two more times. So he ended up with eight points. That's You don't really need much more from him. You just need to realize that he has the green light, like Tyler does, like Duncan does, to just shoot. Just shoot the ball. Doesn't matter what your percentage is. Keep shooting. I think purely like as from basketball talent, I think that Belly shoots is a better mm-hmm. shooter than Kelly. Not because I'm hating, but because Belly I really – Belly is better than Kelly. Belly is Belly better, better than Kelly. <laughs> And really, I think he really does have t-shirt. a better jumper than him, than than Kelly, a better, a purer jumper than Kelly. So I think we're in good hands with with Belly. I think he might he's gonna take a lot of precious minutes because they're probably just gonna try to play stretch. So so Jimmy can have more more of the floor to like to operate. So I think it's a win win bringing him in. I think he I think ultimately he is going to be more of an impactful player than Kelly Olynyk. Well, we'll see what happens. And again, with him on the floor, you know, we, we've been looking for a big man for a little bit and we're still on the look for one. So with Bielitsa's height and his ability to like play basketball and the way he does it and the way he handles himself, it's a really good, it's a really beneficial thing to this team when it comes to defense. And it's just an overall great asset to put on the floor. Like maybe in like the final minutes of the fourth quarter, if we need to stop, you put him, Iggy, Oladipo, Bam and I say Jimmy, maybe Robinson because his defense is slowly getting there. And yeah, he's the he's one of the big men that we needed desperately. And but we're like I said, we're still on the look for one. So anything's possible. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then you know, aside from Bielitsa as well, is there anyone else we should talk about right now while we're still talking about last night's game? Hero. I touched I touched on him a little bit, but I'll cast my vote again for Trevor Ariza. Yo, Trevor. Yeah, oh, Iggy, I, I, Iggy I, played I, Iggy played good. 
Iggy fourth quarter. Iguodala. Let me stop. Wait, wait, wait. We scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. I know. Yeah. All in the wait, fourth wait, quarter, right? We, we can do both this together because Iggy and Iggy and Ariza and bringing in Ariza has proved very valuable to us. Because it's going to help us conserve Iggy because they're the same person. You can swap them in and out and conserve their minutes. And then if you want to run that death lineup with both of them, run it in the fourth. It's it's perfect. I mean, it's perfect. Ariza and is eventually, Ariza right, Iggy now, is the no, same person. right now, no, but Ariza is going to end up being a better three-point shooter than Iggy. Right now, it's not that way right now because he hasn't played basketball in over 370 days. So he's going to get get his shot back up. And when he starts nailing that three-pointer, I think he he has the potential to become a more impactful player to the Heat than Jay Crowder did. Jay Crowder? Mm. That's a a hard task. Hot. Flaming hot take. Don't compare Ariza to Jay Crowder. I miss Jay Crowder. I miss Jay Crowder, bro. He was perfect. We should have played. I feel like something that Ariza both have in common. They're they're good at shooting the occasional three. They're great defenders. They're great on ball defenders. You know, they're just they have a lot of similarities. I believe they've been in the league for a long time. Both of them, they have a lot to help and benefit to. Arisa does have a seven-two wingspan, though, and I feel like he's re-motivated. Defense? To, no, I think I feel uh, defense. Yes, and and off. I just feel like he's rejuvenated because he loves our team. He loves our players. He fits in well. I, I feel I feel like the players that we picked up are we're are only going to better their careers and how they've already been playing with our system, with our coaching, with our staff, with our other current players. I believe that everybody we picked up are Heat players, which obviously we wouldn't pick them up if they're not, unless you're named Hassan Whiteside or Tyler Johnson or somebody like that or Josh McRoberts. Or, you know, we won't even get into that, but we obviously picked up some really good players who we believe in that can help us out defensively and offensively. And I really, I'm very, very happy with what we got and how how we're going to improve their games and how they're going to improve our winning and our culture and our main goal of winning the championship. Although we got snubbed of a couple good players who we thought were for sure coming, <laughs> Aldridge and Cousins, but um, it, that's but besides the point. It could be everything happens for a reason, though. You never know. That, that is that, very true. We could have got one of those, yeah. and it couldn't have worked. It right. could have been it's talking. sad, though. Everyone was talking, oh, Aldridge to Miami goes to Brooklyn. Right. What you, you get you hurt in his first something? game? I, I, his first I'll, play? Say, I'll say, I'll say a little bit. No, that's that was Drummond that got hurt like the first game. Oh, it's Drummond. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My baby, my baby, yeah, you're he's right. going to LA yeah. though, right? So yeah, he he already played for LA, and he got hurt. <laughs> so Drummond, yeah. yeah, I remember so, that game. I was here, here's the thing about the Marcus Aldridge. If you you're not listening to this pod right now, but you have zero guts, I hate you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now, dude. I don't know. I guess he would make promises, the whole championship promise. So it's going to feel really good to take them out in the playoffs. I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. going to be a repeat of Milwaukee. How everyone's like, oh, they're not, the Heat aren't making it past the second round. Final NBA finalists, no? Almost well, swept the Bucks, swept Indiana, beat the Celtics, I mean, well, went I to game six with the Lakers. If we would have had a healthy team in the finals, we would have definitely gone to a game seven, my opinion. 100%. It, it, we might have even took it before that. Honestly, we had Goran and Ben healthy the whole time. 
But just think, without those players, and we made it to game six with the Lakers, LeBron, AD, Schroeder, I'm pretty sure. Um, Kuzma, he wasn't there. He wasn't. That's why I said I'm pretty sure. I didn't remember. But. Marcus Aldridge, just zero guts. That's the last thing I was saying. Zero guts. Man. I, I, I... I'm looking He's, mad at him. And you know what I believe? His I saw something that I think Shams posted or I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Shams or not, but they he had made a statement that he talked to his agent and said that he wanted a championship, like he wanted to win, and the Heat's losing streak didn't help him with that. Look at us now. A three-game winning streak against good teams with a great squad. Hmm. He's missing out. That's all he, I'm he, saying. He's yeah, his, he almost his, lost his, to Houston. He almost lost his to Houston. Feet, his feet are literal cinder blocks. So God bless him. I hope he does well. But I'm I'm honestly I would rather have Belly than Llama. In my <laughs> just me. Llama. Just me. Llama. Yo, honestly, but you know, I heard, you know, I got some people who know of LMA and they told me that. He was actually very disappointed when Miami got rid of Kelly Olynyk. So that's a shame. You're full of crap. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of burner? What kind of burner? What kind of burner? What kind of burner accounts are you following, Joel? And I'm just in pure disgust. I'm just like, <laughs> what kind He's of burner accounts are you Yeah. No. <laughs> The Kelly Stan account on Instagram. Let me stop. <laughs> yeah, that's who you've been talking to, I think. <laughs> my lord and you know that twitter account 2620 pr shout outs to you for the sources man so but yeah honestly though i i was honestly surprised like you guys you know i was basically shocked about what we saw from that because you know last pod we were all so confident the dude was coming to miami you know, I was basically making the full-out assumption the dude was coming here last pod, especially when we talked about how the roster would look like, you know, how the depth for this team would look like having Aldridge on, you know. So for him to ultimately ultimately decide not to come to Miami but go to Brooklyn, it's beyond disappointing. You know, one more thing I want to say, you know, to those out there who come in after five reasons, just calm down. Like, I understand y'all are upset we didn't get LMA. That's cool. But, like, I be mad at him, all right? I understand y'all mad at five reasons. But even them and Barry Jackson came out and said... Every single reporter in the world thought it was a done deal. Exactly. So, do not come after five reasons, okay? They just here trying to get news for you guys to hear. They don't... You know, they just want to help you guys out by telling y'all what they hear. So I understand y'all are mad, but if y'all want to riot against someone, riot at LaMarcus Aldridge, all right? Right. If you if you look at reports, if you look at reports, even a close source, a close friend of his said that he thought Miami was a done deal. Even, exactly. like, people close to LaMarcus said the same thing. They were all surprised. So it was LaMarcus. It was not Ethan Skolnick. It was not Greg Sylvander. It was not Barry Jackson. It was... LaMarcus Aldridge. And you got people here trying to get blocked by Greg. It's like trying so hard. Like, y'all need to chill, all right? Like, y'all acting like some children now and then, you know? But aside from that, you know, like I said, just bottom line, just chill with the five reasons slander and yeah. But moving forward, you know, I mean, it's like you said, Flash, the dude lacked guts, all right? That's what we can say about it moving forward. 
And now it leads us to a burning question. And it's, if it's not LaMarcus Aldridge, who is the big Miami Gets now? Like, and, look at it now. And we yeah. can bring up that it's not the Marcus Cousins either. Yeah. So. And then a lot He's of going people, to San Antonio so filling I, up LaMarcus Aldridge's spot. Yeah. No, DeMarcus is yeah. going to the Clippers. Yeah, oh, 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 that's oh. confirmed. I heard rumors. I didn't know if it was confirmed or not, but I saw that he was um going to the Spurs. Unless that was someone else. That was Scorgy Jung. Oh, oh my bad. My bad. Yo, can There's we so wait? many names can involved with coming to Miami. I lose track, honestly. It's just like. I have a question real quick. Joe, can we waive 420 testing and sign Michael Beasley? <laughs> Please. I, I, I would love that. I would too, bro. I would take that in a heartbeat. As long in as no one sits here and heartbeat. talks about signing that specific heartbeat. player from Sacramento, I'm cool. Okay. I do not. I don't know. I don't know. Who are you talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, for real. What are you, what's he talking about? Are you, are you referring what? to what are you talking Edmund? about, Joe? <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about yeah, the dude from Sacramento. We yeah. are not gonna Oh the one that robbed okay. us for ninety million dollars, right? Yeah, no, I thought I wasn't crazy. I knew it was twenty one, you know. Right. If, I'm telling you this right now. I'd rather sign Isaiah Thomas and have him be our center before we go <laughs> the Pelicans. So even then we could By the way, con- congratulations to Isaiah Thomas. He deserves that with the Pelicans, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you big know, up. Big ups. I'm I'd, a big IT rather, fan. Big IT fan. Yeah, I'd rather have him be our center before we get number 21 back to be our backup center. No. So Listen, this is my argument. Yeah, this this right here is my argument for any Heat fan that actually bought into that and said, Mate, we could use him. Yeah, we could use him. Listen, think of, think of this like in a, in a life situation, right? If somebody came into your home and stole and robbed you blind, are you inviting them back into your home? Are you? <laughs> Good point. It's, it makes you, you know, you know what that makes you. That makes you stupid if you say yes, because you're not. He robbed us blind. He hoodwinked us, and now people are saying, yeah, but we, we should give him a chance. And he buys into the roll bench. You know what? I'm pretty if sure he did it once. He'll do it again, 100. percent That's how yep. things work, in my opinion. Expulsion would quit before coaching Hassan Whiteside again. He, I've never seen Eric Expulsion checked out. But he was checked out during that last season with Hassan Whiteside. I, I saw a defeated coach. He wants no part of that anymore. I am sure he's going to retire or quit and go to a better job if Hassan Whiteside ends up back in the heat. He meant that was like his I heart said, and soul. Jeez. Like, like I said, y'all, y'all can bring up anyone you want for a center, all right? But we are not bringing that duo up in any convo, all right? Like, I want to sit here and venture all types of convos, but we're not about to sit here and talk about bringing that dude back to Miami. He's not playing any minutes with us in the future, all right? Not that this... I don't even think Pat would even want him, if we're being real right now. Like, not only Eric, but would Pat really want to go down that road again? I highly Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was just... I think that was just April Fool's joke. Sure. It, uh, it got me I'm, I'm glad it, it was. Me. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm glad. The fact that we haven't... I'm, I'm What I like is that there's some people who want to put out fake reports out there. Like, they're just, just sort of, like, dabbling in it. Like, they're not trying to lie, but they think those teams would be interested. Like, we've seen reports about how Miami is apparently interested in Carl Anthony Towns and all that. I'm glad we haven't seen those type of rumors with Miami and Hassan. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm glad... I would, take a, really I would take a KAT, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm glad even the fake reporters understand like that ship has sailed. All right, but re- but anyways, you know, aside from that, I just want to move on. Let's not talk about this any further. Everyone sounds so sad now. We're like, you know, I don't want to talk about this no more. Let's just go. We're we're so happy about all the people, and we just we just and got brought down to earth with this exactly. guy. <laughs> Shoot, man, <laughs> I really don't. Anyways, this so guy. I just don't. Want talk about this so moving forward moving forward yeah so let's see what else should we talk about right now while we're on because it's this is interesting since to all the viewers listening right now yes we're gonna try to do an episode where we don't talk about trades so oh yeah you said that last episode this is the last time we're talking about trades i guess i guess we gotta bring up the we gotta bring up the out market right we still got to open roster spots Oh yeah, it's true. I mean, I think they, I don't. I don't think the Heat are gonna use both. I think you go over the luxury tax if you sign both roster spots. So I think it's just one. I think the Heat are gonna gonna try to look for a big man, and ultimately, I don't think it matters. To be mm-hmm. honest, I, this is my this is my hot take. I think if the Heat don't make any more moves and don't sign any more bigs, I think the Heat will be just fine. Because I, mean, I think I think uh, Spolstra isn't scared to run um, Bielitsa as the backup center, and and you were not going to see many precious moments because Brett Precious is a very raw prospect. I don't think you're going to see many precious moments down the stretch, but I think just uh, Spolstra likes flexibility. He likes defensive switching, and you can do that with somebody like Bielitsa. Bielitsa isn't just a paint guy. He he's not awesome in the perimeter he's not awesome inside either but he he can stay in front of somebody when he needs to most of the time but yeah i don't think you need a traditional big just because of rebounds i just think you need to box out better that's basically yeah i think we're fine i I agree with you a lot that we don't need any i think we're fine how we are i think be elites is serviceable i like ours i mean if you want to call it smaller ball lineup it's fine the only thing we would have to worry about, really, in the East is Embiid. We don't have to worry about anybody else, if you think about it. I mean, really, we only have to Durant. worry about Embiid. Just, no, oh, for centers, Embiid. you mean? For centers, you mean? Just Embiid, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I thought Durant, you were talking yeah, about Durant, players. Yeah. I was like, there's plenty of players we need to watch out for. That's a whole, no, that's a whole other ballgame. No, I'm just talking about the center position as far as, like, oh, where I we would you. need a big to back up Bam and take maybe just even take fouls against a player like Embiid or play semi-decent defense to give Bam rest. We really don't have that. But in the West, I, I would include Bam, AD, and Jokic. I wouldn't go beyond that as far Jokic as help that Bam would need. Jokic I would is... say the only, the only help Bam would need would be with AD, Jokic, and Embiid as far as the whole NBA. It's, it's, that's how I see it. I don't see anybody else giving him a problem. I mean, we don't always or really not, need to rely on Bam for – I mean, Bam's versatile when it comes to playing positions like that. He can play forward or he can play center, but we mainly rely on him to play center because he's one of the only big mans we have besides Bielitsa 
And now that Kelly's gone, we don't have that extra big man anymore. So I feel like he's really just busting his ass just for um just for that sole fact and sole purpose because we need a big man on our team. And I feel like he's not I mean, of course he's getting the help he needs, but I feel like with um what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot, man. With all like with the players we have, and I feel like they're good at locking down like the defense defensive purposes like all the depot and they're good at just locking people down as well but people, i don't know i get, can't find the word i'm looking this, for i'm like drawing uh, one. people get this complicated in my opinion that people think we need a big man for rim protection which we don't because we're one of the best paint defenses in the league if you look at the stats we need a big man for rebounding and the best way to rebound is boxing out you don't need to be seven foot three so I think it's just it's just a it's, it's something that could be solved in practice. Maybe gang rebound against a big guy like Embiid, and not have people run on breaks to secure the rebound first. I I I don't people confuse that people confuse rim, big man for rim protection, which we don't need because we like I said we're the best paint defense in the league. I think uh, you I might be so wrong, but I think guys I, I read that a couple of days ago, but and um or at least we're in the top percent, but. Other than that, we need somebody who can box out and grab a, re- a rebound because we can get the initial stop. The thing is holding on to that defensive rebound. Our problem against the Trailblazers when we played them was uh, what's his face, Cantor. He was just getting offensive rebounds, but we always we always got the miss. We always forced the miss, but we didn't get the rebound. So I think that's just something that needs to be fixed. And but I think the team some, somehow in that so. Like I said, I think we'll be fine. For sure, man. So then, with that being said, moving forward. So now let's just quickly go into this upcoming game against the Cavaliers. I mean, is there anything you guys feel like we should talk about? Anything that we should look at? Because by the time this will be out, I think it will be game day. So with that being said, like, is there anything we should look out for come this game against Cleveland? I mean, the only thing Cleveland should look out for is this defense and offensive lineup. Holy. We have Oladipo. We have Bam. We have, we have Bielitsa. You know, we have all those great. Hmm? Were you going to say something, Jimmy? Oh, no. no, no I was, you're you're oh. right on what you're saying, though. No, you're right on. Yeah, they should be worried about our defense. We, we shouldn't be worried about anything. No, you're right. You're, you're 100% right. No, we, they should be, I would worry we should be worried about anything. Bit. I would worry just a tiny bit about Jared Allen. I think he's been playing really good basketball. Is the injury report out yet? Is he playing? I I haven't seen the injury report. He might play. He might not. I don't. I I am not really into like Cavaliers injuries. Um, I don't Larry know Nance. what's going on with Kevin Larry Nance, Larry Nance too. Uh, he has like a bunch of mental issues, and uh, he's always has something wrong. But yeah. they have Larry Nance, who's really good. Honestly, bro, I keep forgetting that dude. Jared on- Allen's out. Jared Allen's I'm, out, Clutch. Okay, thing, then. I'm surprised. What's his name? Kevin Love hasn't been traded yet. Like he's still. Dude, I, I don't. I don't think it's because Cleveland doesn't want to. I just think nobody wants to take him. Oof. Nobody wants him because, and not because he's a bad guy or his problems or anything. That he's just his contract is way too bad to take on to take a risk on. Yeah. He's a, he should have been a buyout candidate. 
He's done. He's done. He he won't be relevant again, I don't think. Right. Then what else? I feel like this would be the game where Oladipo goes off. And when I say go off, I mean at least 20 points, perhaps. I mean, I don't think... Unless you're telling me Colin Sexton is about to do something, or Colin Sexton, whatever you pronounce his name, I don't think anyone is going to stop Oladipo from having a good game. So Unless he fouls more early like he did last game, but... God yeah. forbid that doesn't happen, knock on wood. Oh, no, nah, because you know what? He was guarding someone like Steph. So there was a couple of times where Steph was able to draw a couple of fouls on him. You know, I mean, it's Steph Curry we're talking about. I don't think Con Sexton about to come out and do the same thing. So I feel one like- thing that shocked me was that Victor isn't that much of a small guy. So he he can probably body guys like Sexton and Garland. I think. That's not going to be much of an issue, and he doesn't have to exert as much energy as he did on Steph Curry. Right. So I think, yeah, so the, the, the we're going to play the same kind of defense. We're going to keep switching and switching, and I think we're built to switch against somebody like Cleveland. So I think we'll, we'll be fine in that aspect, and I think I think Depot – this is an opportunity for Depot to grow on offense with this, with this offense, with the Heat offense. Right. Right. So then you look at so Oladipo is someone I expect to have a good game tomorrow. Let's see. I just one thing I want to say is I heard um Dragic is apparently off the injury list. Is that true? Yeah, he is off the injury report. So I don't think the, it's updated on ESPN because it says he's out for day to day games. Yeah, I, I, Ira Ira updated the injury report that came out today, and he said that Dragic didn't appear in there on it. So, right, who's so. Still, so who's still on the injury Wait. list for Miami? Well, he's KZ. not injured, but Akpala is under protocol. Um, yeah, Gabe Vincent, his ankle. List. Gabe Vincent's ankle from last game. I'm pretty sure. I saw Ira tweet that. Haslam's I think we should be. Protocol. I think we should be. No, Haslam's out of the protocol. He, oh, he is. He came out of it oh. today, I think. Um, but I think we are going to be close to full strength tomorrow, if I'm not wrong. Surprisingly. Yeah, Almost a full roster. Has that happened yeah. this season? A full roster? Yeah, it has, but just not as I don't, much. And much. Just for fun, tomorrow I don't care if we're up by like thirty or forty points. Please, Eric Spolster, if you're listening, just for the fun of it, put out the lineup of what is it? Depot, Jimmy, who is it? Iguodala, Arisa, Bam. Just for like a minute or two. Yeah. See it, please. Defense, defense. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the that's the that's the death lineup. That's the lineup. That's something I wanted to talk that's about too. That's a scary lineup. It's, that's a yeah. It, it's yeah. They can guard every position. They can switch. They're long. They're versatile. They're all high-minded defensive IQ. It's that's a scary lineup. Yo, I could literally uh, watch I think that we are, play all day. Please, Eric Spolster, if you're listening, just for like. A do we have the? Do we have the best? Do we have the best defensive team in the league? I know we have the best defensive three players in the league, or even more than that, four or five. We got Iggy. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like as far as our team, I mean, it. We have a bunch of first team all defense. defense. I'm not saying like the top five, but the Bucks are good. Yeah, Giannis is good. I I think that we have defender, DPOY last year. I'm pretty sure. Bam's did. Bam is also his uh, father. 
on his birth certificate. Can we, talk about, <laughs> can we just start? We've been doing the Jim VP propaganda. We need to start some sort of BAM Defensive Player of the Bam Year. BAM for Defensive Player of the Year. Tyler for Sixth Man of the Year. Heck yeah. You're, you're not going to see Heck yeah. that this dude, um, what's his name? Oh, what's what's the dude from Utah? See, he's a scrub. I don't even know. Go, go, oh, go Bear. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert getting more praise than Bam for his defense. Tell me. You know yeah. why? I feel like it's because they play for the Jazz, and the Jazz is Co- the number one COVID team man. The COVID man. Bro. Like, no, nah, because you telling me, yo, y'all saw the way how Bam guarded stuff, specifically that one shot that sealed the game for Miami. Oh, this yeah, man, Steph airballed. Yeah, this man, Gobert, is not going to ever do that. So people need to chill. Like, give Bam the respect he deserves, y'all. Like, he should the, not. The crazy part is, it's, it's not even that Bam isn't being, like, that, oh, Bam's in the top five and he's just not number one. No, he's not in the top ten. I've I've seen the ladder. He's not in the top ten, Bam. which is crazy. They sleeping. Like y'all, y'all want to give Rudy Gobert his attention, but not. You know that a jib. Bam's ridiculous. The, the, the thing is, Curry, Curry beat him on the exact same play in the first half. He beat him on the exact same shake and bake, step back, and and, and hit it on Bam. And Bam learned, and he and he learned, and he was like, "Oh, okay." And then he shut him down the next time he tried it, which was just it was nice to see. And one other thing I want to mention is Jimmy had four steals last night. Jimmy, if he had qualified for the amount of games he played, he would lead the league in steals right now. He should also be considered for defensive player of the year. I think they both need so to be in the top ten because right. Jimmy's been playing great out of his mind on defense. We have. And, and now we have Depot. We've had Iggy. Now we have Ariza. Man, this this team is just. And then we have none. None can defend. Vincent can defend. Duncan stepped it up. Heroes even stepped it up a little bit. I mean, I'm telling Hero you, our, our team. Some things is, I feel still it, look, Hero needs to. Hey, needs to work on. He needs to work on stuff. But it is what it is. I mean, it, it's it is what it is. You can't expect everything from everyone all the time. But yeah, I'm sure he'll improve over time. But we can never expect Tyler Hero to be an elite defensive player. Uh, but yeah. he he could definitely be a service player if he improves. Uh, but I mean, obviously they trust him. Yeah, I mean they play him. The he's a 21 year old playing the entire fourth quarter on a team with Bam and Jimmy. I mean that says a In lot. Oladipo. In Oladipo now, yeah, yeah. Sure. It says a lot. It says a lot. Right. So. Then let's see what else should we hit on. Who else is getting slept on? I feel like it's about time we talked about the sleep Miami has been getting from some of these reporters, bro. Let's see. What else? Let me see. I'm trying to think. Because I feel like now is the time we should call out some of these people, bro. Like, you see, like, Miami doesn't get up in the power rankings and all that. Like, it's ridiculous, bro. Miami could win, like, 30 games straight, and then, then they would put them at, like, 11th on the power ranking. Like, are y'all serious? It's a popularity issue, and I get we were finals contenders last year, but like, what you said about Rudy Gobert, he plays for the net, not the Nets, Jesus. He plays for the Jazz. <laughs> he plays for the Jazz, the number one it's team. It's all right. At this point, it feels like everybody plays for the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> he plays for the number one team it's, in the league. Not, of course, he's going to have recognition. And, you know, the Heat have had a little okay. bit of a slump. What did you say? 
It, no, I say it's also okay. People are going to hate on us because we have the best city, the best weather, the best food, the best women, the best fan base, the best organization, the best. I mean, we have the coolest players. People are going to hate. People don't want to like stuff like that. Like we're we're very very blessed with what we have, and we're also very in tune and intelligent. And thank the Lord that we have the opportunity to do what we do and be in this city and involved with the team, which is amazing. And people don't like that. So they're jealous. Imagine if you were a fan of, I mean, let's say I'm just off the top of my head. Let's just say that you were a fan of the Orlando Magic. I mean, what's your life going to be? Are you going to be, are you going to have chats? Are you going to have conversations each day about games and this and that? Are you going to be pumped? Like, yeah. I mean, people are going to hate people who are fans of uh, inferior teams and with inferior programs and players are, are just not going to be happy in the media. Uh, I don't know why they dislike us. Going so, off what I, you I said about that, I'm sure jealous, so honestly. many players wish they could be on a team like ours who are surrounded by such great coaching staff, great players, great fan bases, the overall heat culture. Like, there's so many NBA teams that don't hold a standard like we do, and I feel like a lot of players would love to be a part of it. I mean, hey, look at Oladipo. Look at who else? Jeez, I'm, I keep drawing blanks. But mainly Oladipo. Um, oh, shit. Um, but just, yeah, like hey. a lot of people want to play for our team, and I wouldn't blame them. Look at us, you know, finals contenders, what we stand for. What the I love this. I love this heat propaganda right now. It's great. Yo. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. And I'm not being biased either. A lot of people who are like my cousin's a Celtics fan. He can agree with me on that. Like, oh yeah, the Miami Heat are a great fan base, great players, blah blah blah. So no, it's not that your I'm cousin, being... but your cousin sucks. He's 13. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Poor kid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have a. I'm, uh, tell the I'm sorry you have an incompetent. So I'm sorry you have an incompetent general manager and coach. I'm sorry. Enjoy I'm sorry you have such a bad taste in sports teams. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Anybody, any North England sports teams are terrible. I'm sorry yeah, just, you have just, oh sorry. been like 20 years or longer. Just make sure. Just make sure he doesn't listen to this, right? Um. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to him on purpose. I'm gonna send it to him on purpose. But I, Oh, sorry. Can we talk about how the main move Boston made was for a guy who had zero points in his debut game? I'm there, bro. In in 33 (laughs) minutes. Three minutes. Okay, that's empty minutes. Sorry, Joel. He had zero zero (laughs) points. He had zero points, zero assists, and zero rebounds. Angie's learning. That's that's empty minutes. (laughs) hashtag, Hashtag empty minutes. I learn new things every day. We love to see it. That was so funny. Though, all these Celtics fans were spamming my timeline, talking about, "Oh, yo, like, yo, this man Fournier making his debut tonight," and I'm like, "Okay," and then he goes off and does that. Celtics <laughs> fans can't say anything about Victor Oladipo's debut. They can't. They can't. Let me know when Evan Fournier locks up this dude stuff. Then <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Anyway. This is a semi-friendly Boston podcast, by the way. So, anyway, it's all so, good. yeah. 
So, we don't blame yeah, you. We, we just wanted to give y'all that heat propaganda. That's what we're going to do from now on. We don't need trades to talk about. Heat propaganda is the new things we're going to bring up each episode. So, yeah. So, now that we've had our heat propaganda dose for y'all, is there anything else we should talk about? Or are we ready to close it out? I think we pretty much covered a lot. <laughs> I think everything, uh, we just need to come, keep coming strong against the, these teams that we got coming up. We have a chance to go 3-0 three and, three and oh in the next three. We have uh, we have Cleveland. Then we have, I'm blanking on the other team. But after that, we have the Lakers. And without oh, AD and, and without LeBron. Lakers team. No Cousins, no, no LeBron, no AD. I'm, I'm so we have we have a chance to keep it going. So I just want the Heat not to fall asleep and just keep doing what they're doing. And we should have a very productive next three games at least. Laker, the Lakers play without two of their best players kind of reminds me of the finals, except the roles are reversed. I'm gonna be looking forward to that one. Hey, that's a that's that's a great point. Payback, payback. I, I, I really that's want to. I want, point, I want to see them. I want to see them cry about not having AD or LeBron. I want to see them, I want to see them cry yeah. about that. You can have points. You guys were both frauds. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like, going to give y'all that same remorse. Y'all going to take the L and y'all going to like it, Laker fans. If we win, Joel, I'm stealing that if you don't mind. That <laughs> <Go comment. ahead. laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm hopping on this podcast. Like, I, like, I like that. Propaganda, y'all. That's, that's the new <laughs> All, all, all I want to say is I think we're only going to keep getting better. I think we have 24 games left. I think we're going to keep getting better each and every game, especially as the new players uh, learn our system and adapt to everything, get more comfortable playing with everyone. And I'm looking very, very, very much forward to each and every game. Just like last game, felt like a whole new Heat team. When I was watching that game, I was like, what am I watching? Even though it's basically the same people, it just felt different. And I feel like each game is going to get more and more and more and more exciting as the season goes on into the playoffs for us. And I'm just very excited. I'm very happy with the moves we made. We shed our dead weight. We acquired assets that are going to be very valuable for now. And I believe for the future, I can see Victor being with us for in, in with Jimmy and Bam. And I can see them re-signing Duncan, uh, Hero maintaining with us, and I, I, I like this team. I it looks and even maybe even a belly. It looks very well. This team looks very well, very sound. We're very deep. Every player on our team, minus my homie UD, pretty much is is has a like a good role. We have a very deep team, and I only see better things to come in our future, and I'm excited. What do you Don't mean they have a role? He has a role. He is literally the voice, the OG. I, I mean, I'm talking about playing. Uh, yeah. oh, I mean, he, he's yeah. talking about on, on, on court. Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, court role. come again? But, no, no, no. Just, no, 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 just on court. No, you, he's the homie, man. No, that's uh, he's invaluable. Just on court. You know what I hope and wish to happen? If we're up by, like, 30 and 40 and Spo decides to just put him in the game. That would be sick. I would the, the arena would go crazy if it was a home game. He he twi- he 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 Twitter was. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but moving and just one more thing I want to say before we close it out. This is just a reminder to y'all that we basically got Bielitsa, Oladipo, and who is it? Uh, Ariza. Basically, Ariza. All three of those guys 
for just Kelly Olynyk. All right, all the other players we don't care and about. And Bradley. They they yeah, he doesn't matter either. <laughs> so we essentially gave up Kelly Olynyk for those three dudes. So before y'all go to sleep tonight, give grace to God that we got Pat Riley. You know, aside from that, Amen. I do feel like Godfather. You know, don't never don't sleep on the Godfather, y'all. I feel like I need to remind some of y'all that. But, and yeah, Riley, we trust, man. Yeah. If nobody got me, I know Pat Riley got me. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> so aside from that, you know, and then also y'all, Jim VP, spread the word out. You know, Bamford, defensive that. player of the year. Um, Tyler for six men of the year. It doesn't make much uh, sense right now, but just wait until the playoffs. Eric Spolster for coach of the year. Yeah. Five reasons. Five reasons. Eric Spolster, and I'm not being biased. You can get your gym. the best coach in the game. So, yeah. But with all that being said, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. And we'll see you guys next time with a brand new episode. And we out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.